Blog Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network presents the Contra Dawn Show with your host, Dawn Appleberg. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and we are sitting here very, very cold. Winter is coming in fast and hard. It sounds like it's going to be a really nasty one this year. So FYI, you might want to turn into our Contra Radio Network to go ahead and get some tips and advice on how to survive a, a La Nina cold breeze because it looks like across the nation we are going to get hit hard. Now, I really wasn't going to touch on this subject. I really wasn't even going to deal with it because of just how extremely Ridiculous is a good word this has gotten, but the sad part of it, I started doing some research and everything. The sad part is not that it's ridiculous, it's the fact that it took so long to happen. I'm going to touch on as much as I can, unemotionally, unbiased, as much as I can, this scandal that's rocking our nation that we've all known about for the most part, but we've all turned a blind eye to over the last couple of decades. We've been warned repeatedly by multiple entities and individuals about it. And we just kind of turned a blind eye to it because, golly gee, we just did not want to dislike that actor or we did not want to lose in the, in the, the next blockbuster coming out or your politician representative, you know, shaky, shaky, wink, wink, grin, grin. Everybody knows Monica Lewinsky, cigar, dress, Clinton, bada bing, bada boom. You've got Kennedy with Marilyn Monroe and a couple of others. You know, it's kind of been one of these nudge, nudge things. However... This is something beyond what we are seeing now with this huge scandal breaking. And I mean, it's like a tsunami breaking or an iceberg shattering. We're, we're, we're seeing at this point such a huge amount of accusations coming from for Hollywood and for politicians and for other icons. It's now bleeding over to other icons that it's actually becoming detrimental to the stories of those who truly were sexually assaulted, harassed, or otherwise. And what's sad about this, what's really sad about this, is those true victims that are there, and we know there are there, there are true victims there, are being lost in all the different cries and screams and everything else for, for attention from those who are either deliberately doing it to destroy political careers, deliberately doing it to go ahead and get their name in the limelight because, as we all know, there are those individuals who do that. They, they, it doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or indifferent as long as their name is known. For those individuals who are mentally unstable and for those individuals who honestly think, <laughs> those individuals who honestly think an individual putting their hand on your shoulder or you know, giving you a tap on, on, on the side, hey, coming through, this type of thing, or, you know, saying that you look attractive is right. So this is, it, it, it's such a controversial situation we're dealing with. So what I'm going to do is we're just going to go ahead and just jump right in, people. And we're going to go ahead and look at the list. Now, I've been compiling this list. It's not in any type of chronological order of when the stories broke. But these are just names that I keep on seeing or I'm seeing pop up to include 
the latest and greatest, which I am just still trying to wrap my head around, Papa John CEO is now being accused of sexual assault. You heard me right. Papa John CEO out of left field is now being accused of sexual assault. With that being said, we're going to uh, go through this list. And, you know, we're going to start with the most famous one that we have at this point, the one who's the most controversial. Actually, I'm going to change my mind on that. We're not going to go through the list just yet. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take a little walk through history. At no time in history have we ever had these many names and these this many people accused by so many. I mean, we think about it because there's never been a time in history we have ever seen this type of of righteous indignation and and accusations. But the time frame that we're talking about is 20 to 40 years. Some of these individuals that are coming out now. They're allegating or alleging that 40 years ago this stuff happened. And what they're doing is they're tying it into situations that when they start actually looking at the hardcore facts due to the time frame, some of the situations, others due to the lack of evidence of the situation occurring because it was hearsay, he said, she said, versus. And I'm not saying it's not, didn't happen. I'm just saying that, you know, so uh, Sylvester Sloan, prime example, 16-year-old comes forward, said that bodyguard gave her a room key for Sly, his room, she went up, him and her started getting, you know, busy, then the bodyguard wanted to join in, and she wasn't comfortable with that, and the next thing you know, it turned into a menage a trois, and she went downstairs, went back to her party downstairs, and somehow or other, there was an individual who was brought in, an, an adult who said, no, no, this is a bad thing to happen, and, but they didn't do a police report. Hi, baby. They didn't do a police report on it. What they did is that they kind of just let it go. And now all of a sudden, you know, 20, 30 years later, this is from the 80s, suddenly we have this this case that's come out against him for this situation. And and unfortunately, when it comes to these situations, there's a lot of credibility that's lost for many reasons. The first one is you have the, the, the time frame. All right, we're talking 86 to 2017 before anything was really said, even though there seemed to be multiple witnesses and there was no police report made. The second thing we're looking at is the age situation. Okay, 16 years old. In Las Vegas is the age of consent. So, you know, whether you think it's ew, gross, whatever, I personally think that it's ew, gross, whatever. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that it was legal. So it wasn't like it was illegal misconduct on, on sly side. The, the the final thing to look at is the story itself. What it sounds like now, to to be honest, and this, this comes from a jaundiced point of view, perhaps maybe, you know, I'm gonna have a lot of conservatives who are gonna say, yeah, they agree with me, and I'm gonna have a lot of progressives who say, no, that's absolutely not true. But what it sounds like to me is that we had a sixteen year old who probably got boinked. She went to, you know, went to Sly's room. She got diddlyed if it did occur. It may not have occurred. He's adamantly denying it. But she got her rocks off with a famous movie star, went back to her room, was bragging to her buddies about the fact that she just nailed Sly Sloan. And, you know, everybody's high-fiving and everything else. And now because it's the thing to do, hashtag me too, which we will talk about, and you cannot, do not even get me started on that. 
not yet, because it's really bothering me. What has happened now is that we now have these um, individuals coming forward and say, oh, no, it was sexual assault, ma'am. You know what? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. But then, you know, this, I can't believe you did it. I feel dirty. The, the credibility factor here is very, very, very weak, okay, with a lot of these stories. Others, because of tie-ins to different things, for instance, political parties or with um, other cases of situations of this nature, the credibility issue is there. Now, before I go any further, and I know I'm gonna, I've already got some people with steam coming out of their ears, I am not saying whether I believe this happened or not. Categorically, until I see evidence, I am going to err on the side of did not happen. And the reason being is because I personally have had family that was witch hunted, if you will, charged with sexual assault of a minor. And when they were going to have to lose their house because the, the, the court system and everything was bleeding them dry, it happened to be a political campaign year, and it happened to be a situation where the, the, that was the platform that this DA had run on, and chose to go ahead and get the guilty plea because what they've been told is that, you know, you get your guilty, you go to jail, your house is safe, your wife's safe, and um, when you get out, you just go back to normal, and of course, we all know that's not true. So he goes, he gets out, now he's labeled for his life as a sexual predator. Meanwhile, the individual who, child, who charged him recanted her story. She not only recanted her story, but she literally came out and told the DA, you know, the, the, the public that the DA told her to lie. And the reason DA told her to lie was because of the, the, the uh, political platform that was running. So I have a family member whose life was ruined by allegations of child rape, even though it never occurred. Um, trumped up charges, destroyed. He can no longer be around any kids. He can no longer see any children. He's, you know, he's gone on with his life quietly. Notice I'm not saying any names for a reason. But his life was destroyed by a witch hunt that turned out to actually be petty revenge. Because what had happened is he had told said individuals it was time to find a job and find her own place to live rather than continue to live with them and mooch off of them like she had for the last couple of years. And I was there. I can testify and witness to the fact that nothing untoward happened. So I know, I guess I do have skin in the game, if you will, when it comes to this. Now, does that mean that I think every individual comes forward and say they were less at lying? No, absolutely not. My mom was a foster mom, as you well know. We had 400 and some odd kids in our home, many of which who had been sexually assaulted, molested, sold on the street by their own parents for drugs. Um, a few of them actually actually sold, sold. I mean, like, here's my baby, take it. Uh, horrific stories. Horrific things that happened to them. Uh, one in particular that to this day I will never forget was a sister team. She was 14, daughter. The uh, sister was two. And it turned out that it wasn't her sister. It was her daughter. She had been systematically raped by her father for four or five years and ended up pregnant, but he didn't want anybody to know. So what they did is that they said it was her sister. And so she was literally being raised, knowing that this was her child. 
she was being raised with this infant as her sister. I mean, it's just disgusting, sickening stuff. So yes, it does happen. And I'm not going to say it doesn't. And I'm not going to say it doesn't happen in spades. Since Donald Trump took office, whether you like him or not, categorically, we have had over 5,000 arrests in the United States alone of pedophiles and child pornography rings. These are individuals who have been hard tried and convicted due to having either child porn on their systems or using them, using children and filming it and sending it out or, you know, this type of thing. Since he's taken office categorically, we've also had 1,500 known human traffickers of sex trade adults and children arrested and the networks abolished. Now, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We know there's far more. So this is a horrific, horrific situation, which makes it even harder for me to accept some of these allegations that are categorically coming out at this point now that it happens to be the trend. And I'm going to blame a lot of this on the Me Too scenario or mindset. When Me Too came out on Facebook, and everybody started, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people started doing this Me Too, hashtag Me Too thing. You know, it didn't explain or it didn't, you know, didn't allow you to know just the trauma that was behind it. And, well, you know, it was still kind of private. At the same time, A, you're on Facebook public forum. B, you're telling everybody, hey, I was assaulted or harassed at some point because I'm putting hashtag Me Too on my page. But it didn't tell you the depths. And the reason why that was very disturbing to me is because there was a woman I know personally that the reason she put hashtag Me Too on her page was when she showed up at work dressed inappropriately for her environment and her boss told her she needed to dress more modestly to work where they were because she had a heck of a lot of skin showing that should not have been showing. And her boss told her dress code says that you will be covered in certain areas based upon where you work, she filed a sexual assault charge against him. And that was her me too. I know another woman who, when she was finally explaining her me too, when she was finally explaining her me too, her me too was because she felt that she was sexually harassed every time that she went to work because she worked in a predominantly male environment. And she feels that she is sexually harassed every single time she goes to work because she is looked at. They linger on her. They um, They in fear is what she said. Well, she didn't use the word in fear, but she's what she told me is that there are things that she says, what they say that makes it sound very sexual. When I asked her for examples, her thing was, well, do you want to do lunch? Um, have you had your coffee break yet? Uh, you know, I- I'm sorry. Those to me are not sexual questions. That's a coworker to coworker saying, hey, let's go grab a bite. That doesn't sound se- – no, I'm not there, of course. But from the sound of it, I don't think it sounds so much a sexual assault as it's a basic comp- company with coworkers, and she is, like, really, really hyper about her femininity. So I think that we have a lot of these people coming out and saying sexual assault is occurring when it's really not. However – Dig into some of these cases and see exactly where the wheat from the chafe separate, and we have valid, valid situations with valid evidence. 
that this occurred. Okay? Oh, and by the way, if you're in Washington State and you are going to cry sexual assault or harassment because of the Navy jet pilot who drew, who drew a penis in the air with his, his, uh, his exhaust, don't talk to me. Just right now. I'm shutting you down right now. If you need to get counseling for that, that's on you, dude. I can't help you. Okay. So what we have here is we're going to start with one of the first individuals who really rocked the situation. And the reason I say he rocked it is because when when, when, when his head popped up out of the ugly hole, there were hundreds of accusers who came forward and all saying kind of basically the same thing. Um, he hasn't denied it. Is the thing. I mean, this guy literally is like, eh, you know, whatever. Harvey Weinstein, October 5th, the initial report broke in New York Times, sexual harassment and sexual assault, including forced oral sex. Um, now over a hundred allegations he was a film producer and a former studio executive of the Weinstein Company in Miramax. He is no longer employed. That does not mean he's been arrested. It just means he's no longer employed. I want you to think about that for a second, okay? He comes out. We now have over 100 allegations against this man. And he got the golden parachute. Next one we have Andy Signore. October 8th, it was broken on Twitter, sexual harassment and sexual assault, at least five accusers. He's the creator of Screen Junkies and Honest Trailer Series. So I don't even know who this guy is, but behind the scenes, he was a big deal. This next one should not shock anyone because it's been on YouTube. It's been on video. It's been around the net for quite some time. And everybody tee-heed and poo-pooed because he was A, one of the Brat Pack, and B, because he's one of those handsome actors. And see, you know, everybody kind of turned the other way. This is one of those we turned the other way. Ben Affleck, once more Twitter, sexual harassment, unwanted groping. We now have three individuals. This says two. There's actually three that have come out saying that he has groped them or he has touched them inappropriately and they have it on film, which they do. Okay. There's actually film of this, of, of him touching and groping these women. However... I've got a problem with this one, and I'll tell you what my problem is. When you look at these videos, these women do not look like they are unhappy with this particular individual. As a matter of fact, they look like they're kind of flirting with him with it. There's no gas look. There's no, what the heck did you just do? There's not even a dude, don't do it again type thing. They're actually smiling and laughing and giggling, and they're, they're literally like kind of being coy with him. Which makes me think that, you know what, I I think this wasn't sexual harassment so much as uh, now it's the thing to claim and now they want to be famous. You can watch the videos yourself. See what it is. Uh, Oliver Stone, October 12th. Once more, Carrie Stevens' Twitter. Sexual harassment and wanted groping. Carrie Stevens, Patricia Arquette. Uh, But Patricia Arquette tweeted... Stone once made me feel uncomfortable at a screening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I don't, I can't. What do you mean he made you feel uncomfortable? I mean, what did he, did he 
ogle you? I mean, was he making booby faces? Was he grabbing your boobs? I mean, what did he do to make you feel uncomfortable? I have felt uncomfortable in rooms with people, but it's not necessarily because they happen to want my body. It's because I just, you know, there's an uncomfortable situation going on. So I, I'm not so, you know, I'm still out on the Oliver Stone situation, okay? Uh, Roy Price, October 12th, Hollywood Reporter, sexual harassment, including pressuring a coworker for sex and lewd comments. One person. Uh, the known accuser is producer Issa Hackett, former Amazon Studios executive. So I'm not so sure if he was uh, fired because of this or if he had left prior. Um, and here's something else, people. I want to sidetrack here for a second. And I know this is going to piss off a lot of people. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry uh, for you. All right. And I'm, normally I don't say this on a show, but I mean, it, it's time for us to go ahead and put on our big girl panties again and our big boy panties, okay? It used to be that if a guy liked a girl, he could walk up to her and say, you know what? You look really good. You want to go out for a drink. And the girl would look at him and say, not, not interested. A couple weeks later, he could try again. She could look at him a little annoyed and say, you know, Still not interested. And it was just one of those things where, you know, if he tried a third time, he was just desperate. (laughs) Most didn't. Um, There also used to be a time when you could actually enjoy having fun in an office without someone crying sexual harassment because of an off-color joke or, um, you know, this goes back to the political correctness situation, folks. Okay. When I was in the military and um, sexual harassment broke out with the tail hook situation and it became real big in the military. At this point, all of a sudden, there was like there was like uh, briefings every week about EEO, and, you know, which is equal opportunity, um, sexual harassment, lewd conduct, what could be considered, you know, this list of 27 different things that could be considered lewd. Eye, eye contact for too long, ogling uh, as defined as staring at an individual who does not want you to stare at them, a smile, inco- in, in, an incorrect smile, and um, lewd staring. Uh, basically, if you were a human being and someone did not like you, you were being set up to be arrested. Bottom line. When true sexual harassment did occur, for instance, there was a case of a, of a Colonel, while we were at a a uh, exercise, we were getting ready to deploy. He was there to help. It was off duty. I was sitting down in the the hooch, which is you know the place that we used to go to to drink and talk to our friends. This guy comes in, sits behind me. He's drunk. He's completely wasted. Next thing you know, I got a hand on my boot. He literally he reached around me, grabbed me by the chest, and was copping a feel. Elbow went back. He, you know, whoa, 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 sorry, sorry. I immediately got up, reported him, and he was gone within 24 hours. Okay, it was handled correctly. His career is now over. And, um, you know, I, I had to go through my old, ooh, this is gross, I have to take a shower phase, yes, but at the same time, it was handled quickly, efficiently, and over with. All right? That is sexual harassment, people. 
that was sexual harassment. I'm not even going to say sexual assault, simply because for me it, it, to define sexual assault, I really have to have been hurt badly. I would say that was sexual harassment. Now, I know there are people who are going to disagree with me. I really do. I, I know there's going to be people who will say that was assault, and that's fine. Opinions, it's okay to have them. Now, but it used to be when, when I first walked into an office in the Army, no, sorry, in the Air Force. This was when I was in the Air Force. That's correct. And, um, you know, I walked in as a female, and all of a sudden, it just got quiet. They didn't know what to do, how to act, what to say. They had no clue what to do around me because they were terrified that I was going to scream sexual misconduct at any given moment, no matter what. And this one day, I come in. It had been about two weeks that I've been at this office. And I come in. They hadn't heard me come in, and one of the guys had out a porn magazine. I think it was a it was a Playboy. I think and they were looking at the centerfold, and you know they were making some comments about it and everything else. And the guy turns, looks up, he sees me, and literally, I thought he was going to vomit. He looked that sick, and that's when I looked at him and I made a very off-color remark about the magazine, the girl, and the fact that this would he'd never it would he would never have a chance. And it floored everyone. And the next thing you know, from that day forward, we worked as a cohesive unit because they no longer had this fear factor. And they realized I wasn't going to brook any nonsense. But at the same time, I also understood people are people. So, um, Bob Weinstein, Chris Savino. Okay. Chris Savino, oh wait, Bob Weinstein. Okay, I, I forgot about this one. Uh, we, we we were looking at Harvey Weinstein. Now we're looking at Robert or Bob Weinstein. Variety magazine looks like it runs in the family. People, um, sexual harassment, including repeatedly pressuring a female coworker for a romantic relationship. Amanda Siegel, showrunner of the Spike TV series The Mist. Um, once more, I really haven't seen any details on this. Is it appropriate for somebody in a producer situation to go ahead and tell an actress that she needs to sleep with him? No, it's not. Is it appropriate to ask her out? No, it's not. Subordinate command situation. You know, so if it happened, I'm going to go ahead. I'm I'm sitting on the fence with this one, especially when you start talking about blackmail. When you start seeing that word come up, that's when you start going, whoa. So that one, who knows? I mean, is is it one of those situations where, you know, some people will say, well, she didn't have to take the job. Look, guys, it was um, it was a good gig, and she ended up with a creep. So, yeah, I'm thinking this one might be valid. Chris Savino, sex harassment, including unwanted advances, inappropriate behavior, and then blackmail. Over a dozen. Creator of the Nickelodeon cartoon Loud House. Now, this I did not know about, and this is one, hey, you know what, let's go ahead and click on this and see what we got one of those. I just, that's why they shut it down. It wasn't because... For the conservative angle. Okay. Multiple women have come forward with sexual harassment allegations. Over a dozen. Uh, threats of blackmailing female coll- colleagues who are no longer in consensual relationships with him. So in other words, you break up a blackmail. Um, zero tolerance policy for harassment. Blah, 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 got it, got it, got it. Um... 
Okay, so well, I'm going to read this later. It sounds like the, the, there were quite a few that came through immediately. This wasn't a 20, 30, 40-year job. This is a – he got hired and immediately started causing issues at the set, and these women came forward and said, no, this guy's a douche. He's got to go. Okay. Lockhart Steele. Sexual harassment, unwanted advances, inappropriate behavior, blackmail. One former employee. Problem I have with the Lockhart Steele is that there's also a rumor that they used to be um, – in flagrante with each other and it wasn't until after they broke up that uh, suddenly we have sex advances and unwanted advances um, there's a little too much sordidity going on here for me to really, I'm, I'm going to stay on the, on the sidelines with that one simply because I'm not there obviously, we're all grandstanding here people, we're all speculating what's going on because none of us were there so you know, pick your, pick your poison but the thing is, is um, they did have a relationship, they broke up, and things got ugly. Not so sure on this one, so I'm just going to go ahead and let it go for that one. John Besh, owner of Besh Restaurant Group. He was chef. Uh, 25 sexual harassment in the workplace scenarios. Now, um, we're just going to go ahead and let them go. We got 25. They didn't come up 20 years later. Fact of the matter is, he could be a chauvinistic pig. Who knows? Uh, James Toback, uh, film director for Bugsy. Over 200 accusers. Non-consensual touching, masturbating in front of women, vulgar conversation. Okay, so douche. All right. Uh, Ethan Koth, uh, predatory sexual assault and physical abuse. Former Crystal Castle singer Alice Glass, second half of the electronic duo Crystal Castles. So uh, this may be a Sonny and Cher situation uh, without the marriage. George W. Bush, senior. A now-deleted Instagram post from actress Heather Lind accused sexual harassment, including unwanted touches and lewd comments. Number of accusers, four. Heather Lind, Jordana Grolnick, Christina Baker, Klein, and Amanda Staples. I will let you know right now that all four of these individuals were anti-Bushers. All four of them did not like him from the beginning, not because of their supposed sexual harassment that may have occurred, but they all came out during his campaigning talking against him. They were all for for the um, the Democrat that ran. So that one, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do a liar liar on that one. Uh... Mark Halperin, sex harassment, unwanted propositions, kissing, groping, while in power position, ABC News, five women, could be, but then once again, once more, guys, and this is what I'm trying to tell you when it comes to the Me Too situation or all these people coming forward, when you have such a plethora of people saying I was assaulted or harassed, we have five women who say that he tried uh, unwanted propositions, kissing and groping in a powerful position, sexual harassment. You know, it, it could have happened. I'm not going to say it didn't. But then again, what could have happened is that we have some individuals who got pissed off because they didn't get a promotion. And if you think it doesn't happen, it does. Kevin Spacey. Now, this is one that is hardcore. No matter what, you cannot deny because he even admitted it. Predatory behavior and sexual misconduct towards young men, including one accusation of sexual assault. Um, he actually came out and he, he admitted it. Yeah, so that, that one's done. Andy Dick, 
Andy Dix of sexual harassment, including unwanted groping. However, a number of accusers are unclear. They're anonymous. They, they don't even have the name. They're unclear. These are people coming forward saying this happened, but they, won't even, they, they haven't come forward who they are. Michael Oreskes, uh, he's a NPR editor. Two anonymous NPR employees. Sexual harassment, including unwanted physical contact, forced kissing, two anonymous NPR employees. Once more, this could be a situation where it occurred, or it could be you got passed up for a promotion and now you're going to pay. And notice these are not, they all came out within the same time frame. This is the part that I'm trying to say. From October 2nd until now, all these people are coming forward with, oh, this happened. So either a lot of women were running around repressed even though they stood for powerful feminism and did not say anything, or we've got a lot of Me Tooers out there who are jumping on a bandwagon for either revenge for attention. Dustin Hoffman, writer Anna Graham Hunter. Um... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and leave that one out because it's that's one of those decades later. A girl came forward and said, "Yeah, he did this." Nobody else has. And from reading up on him, they didn't get along. So, David, I'm going to say it wrong. Gilliard, G-U-I-L-L-O-D. Now he is drugging and sexually assaulting Jessica Barth. Okay. That is serious allegations, and if it can be proven, he, he's going, he should be locked up. John Grissom. Child molestation and abuse. Multiple Goonies actor Corey Feldman named Grissom as his abuser, and Dr. Oz, legal counsel from Grissom, once served time for child molestation in 2003. This is not one of those ifs, ands, or buts. This is one of those cut-and-dried situations. And Corey Feldman came for way before he came forward when it first happened, right after Goonies, and said, this is what happened. And he was shamed. He was shamed and told that he is making Hollywood look bad and he needed to be quiet. John Singleton. Sex harassment, including unwanted physical advances, by a reporter, Danielle Young. Now, once more, this is 1991 that this occurred, supposedly. And for what we know... It could have been sexual harassment. It could have happened. Or it could have been to do a story with her, and now she's, hey, guess what? Let's go ahead and nail them. Most of these names are not really that big. I mean, they're not huge names. They are in Hollywood, yes. And, and, and to be perfectly honest, I'm not trying to make light. I'm going to say this throughout my entire show. I am not making light of sexual abuse. What I am saying is that we need to go ahead and use a common sense approach when it comes to who we are accusing and who we are thinking it could be just because people are coming out of the woodwork. All right? This type of thing ruins careers, it ruins lives. And to be perfectly honest, if you have been sitting there for 40 years and said nothing, and now all of a sudden you're ready to talk? I understand there are some cases, but those cases, those are, you know, we are talking, the only time I could, first off, statute of limitations, we're talking way, way outside the ballpark. All right, can't even have these guys arrested now for some of this stuff. Uh, but the other thing is, is that, you know, guys tried to kiss you. You didn't like it. It was unwanted. You didn't like the advances. So, you know, you didn't, you weren't raped. 
you were just in a compromising position that was kind of uncomfortable. And you wait 40 years to go ahead and say, hashtag me too. I, I, your credibility is being shot. Sorry. Ed Westwick. He was accused of actual rape. Christina Cohen and former actress Ari, Arely Lynn. Win. I, I don't know who this guy is. I guess he was on White Gold, a BBC sitcom. Um, Gossip Girl. Don't know who he is, but you know we got two individuals coming forward saying rape. So, Steven Seagal, sexual harassment, multiple including De Rossi, Inside Edition correspondent Lisa Guerrero, and the Good Wife actor Juliana Margrells. Um, could be, maybe. Once more, coming up now. Nobody said anything for years. And I'm sorry, but anybody who knows actress Juliana Margulis, personally, if it had happened, she would have nailed him then. Jeffrey Tambor, sexual harassment. Uh, He was uh, in Transparent or something. Former assistant in private Facebook post. A former assistant in a private Facebook post. And Transparent actress Trace Lysett. Okay, so he sexually harassed them in a Facebook post. People, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to PC. I have had idiots send me Facebook posts in private message about how they hope that my children are shot in the head because I am pro-gun. I have had posts sent to me where they have described in graphic detail what they hope some serial killer does to my personal body in Facebook posts. I have simply taken those posts, forwarded them to Facebook, and then blocked the idiots. Once more, big girl or boy panties are needed for us to start acting like adults and stop acting like children. Someone sends you a dick pic, an instant message, you call them a creep, you delete it, you block them, you move on. Or you go ahead and get creative, find out who his wife is, and send it to her. I mean, seriously, let's let's just really... Can we get back to common sense? If you are so scarred and need counseling because you saw a man's penis when he sent it to you in a dick pic on Facebook, then maybe you're not strong enough to handle real life. If you need counseling because some man sent you a text message saying, I want to see your boobs. And you didn't respond with either a picture of blue booby bird feet or uh, sucks to be you or whatever, or not even respond, just block and delete and move on. Then you're not strong enough to handle life. I'm sorry. It's just the bottom line. We need to get back to common sense, people. Okay. Continuing. Louis C.K., for his FX series, Louis, stand-up comedian, okay? Sexual harassment, misconduct, including masturbating in front of women. At least five women. Maybe it was a shtick and they didn't like it. I don't know. Roy Moore, predatory sexual assault. Multiple accusations of harassment, one accusation of assault. Okay, Roy Moore is the one that's really in the news. And we're going to go ahead and talk about him for a second. We now have 19 women who have come forward and said he harassed or assaulted them. 
And with these individuals, piece by piece, piece by piece, piece by piece, their stories have been picked to death. Many's family has come forward and said that the, the accusers are lying. The family members of the accusers have come forward and said they're lying. We've had others come forward and say, well, he wrote my yearbook. Turned out it's been a forgery. Uh, he said, she said, we said 40 years ago type thing. Roy Moore's credibility, their accusations of credibility have been shot to hell. They waited 40 years. He wasn't banned from any mall. He wasn't trespassed against any mall. I've looked up court documents. There was no um, restraining order against him, supposedly from the mother of one of the girls he, you know, the young girl that he uh, was, uh, was harassing. There's nothing out there. So Roy Moore, I am dropping that one right there at the top, whether you like it or not. That one is political and professional assassination. Okay. Andrew Kreisberg, sexual harassment, including inappropriate physical contact, 13 women and four men. So this guy, apparently, DC legend tomorrow, apparently 15 women and four men. So apparently he's bi and really doesn't care, and he's just pretty much touched everybody. Or bandwagon time. I don't know. Inappropriate physical contact. They, they don't say what it is. Did he grab their dicks? Did he grab a boob? Did he... You know, did he grind against them? I, I don't know. And the thing is, is that it, if they're going to come forward with something like this, and, and then maybe you need to come forward with details so that you know, there, there can actually be something done. Gary Goddard. Guy, you're kidding me. ER actor Anthony Edwards, child molestation and rape. Uh, putting the pin in that one because I haven't read enough about it. Eddie Braganza, sexual harassment, including forcibly kissing and groping female coworkers, multiple. Okay, George Takai. Now, see, the thing with George, guys, oh, God, okay, George Takai, the problem with this whole situation with his sexual assault is um, if you see the the video of the former model, Scott R. Bruton, and him, Scott actually stood naked in front of the camera and let him fondle his junk. He's, he's not, he doesn't have a look on his face of, oh, my God, this is happening. I can't believe this. No, what it looks like is he's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is kind of weird. I'm going to happen. And he literally is standing there with his hands crossed, letting Takai handle his, his, his giblets. I mean, Mark Schwann, 18 women, uh, hiring female writers based on looks of monitoring touching and appropriate workplace conversation. Okay, so in other words, they're saying that he only hired pretty women uh, on monitoring touching and appropriate workplace conversation. Okay, I'm Mark Schwann, I'm going to go ahead put over here as as over sensitive people because the charges against him are basically Alfie Hoffman, child abuse, actor Corey Feldman, once more came forward immediately, said this is what's going on, this is a ring that's going on, and he was shut down. This was not something that came forward twenty years later, okay? Adam Bennett. Uh, actor Terry Crews. Oh, yeah, this is the one where Adam grabbed his 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 junk, and he came forward and he said, um, you know, he, he's he's talked about this, and um, this one I'm gonna I'm, I'm sorry, I, I this one I believe, this one I believe, and the reason being, have you seen Terry Crews? Have you honestly seen this man? I mean, huge. <laughs> And for him to come forward with something like this would be counterproductive to his, his overall masculinity if it was a false allegation. Because here is a man coming forward who, you know, he's very alpha, 
saying that he was groped, which is counterproductive to his whole stigma. So the, the only reason he would do that is because it, it actually occurred. Danny Masterson, rape, at least four. Only one name, Chrissy Carnell Bixer. Stephen Hyde on the 70s show. Oh, Steve, oh, okay. Al Franken, groping without consent. There is picture evidence. Let's see this picture evidence. Oh, good Lord. Okay, this, this one pisses me off. This one pisses me off. Okay, uh, he's got his hands on her Kevlar vest. She appears to be sleeping. He um has inappropriately touched her, yes. Her Kevlar. Her, her, her Kevlar. Boobs are not even involved. Uh, you can tell looking at his face that it's supposed to be a crude joke. Um, I don't see where he kissed her. Uh, I see the groping, but it's just, I'm sorry, this is one of those things where I probably would have just hit him and, or sung in the picture and would have flipped him off and moved on. I mean, I just, I can't. I just can't, people. All right. Uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's been like, you know, he, <laughs> I can't even talk about the accusers that one. That one, that one goes on and on and on. They've, they've all dropped, come back, dropped, come back. One of them actually had to pay restitution to him because of the case. Um, now we have Jeffrey Tambor. We have um, Papa John CEO. We have James Toback. I mean, I could keep on going on. Every powerful man out there at this point, Tracy Lysett's, um was one that accused Tambor. I mean, we, we've got some pretty powerful men out there that all of a sudden hundreds of women and some men are coming forward saying that they were touched in their no-no spots. Now, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to make light of the actual sexual harassment because there has been some. And yes, we have known. For those who do, are not aware, we have known for years, we have known for decades about the pedophilic ring of terror that goes on in Hollywood. As a matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why I never allowed my children to get headshots when I was asked repeatedly by people who knew me to get them and have them, you know, start in, in the movie industries because there was no way I was bringing them to that cesspool. Disney is rife. Disney is rife with these, these accusations and allegations and disclaimers that had to be signed by parents in order to allow their children to be on Disney. Uh, Jodie Foster was one that came forward. Kurt Russell was one that came forward. I mean, these people came forward when it, they were, you know, when it happened and they were shushed, they were quashed. They didn't wait 40 years. They didn't, you know, wait till somebody was famous or was suddenly now in a political position. Um, so I'm on the fence, folks. I'm on the fence on this one, and I'll tell you why. I think a lot of these are valid. And I think a lot of them have merit, and I think a lot of these are scum-sucking jerks that should be, you know, should be punished. But I think a lot of these are either pissed off individuals, revenge situations, direct professional political assassination, named to get famous, um, you know, attention seeking. And then, of course, you have the dirtiest of the dirty. And that is actual, and hear me out on this one, actual true molesters. 
who are now claiming they were molested in order to throw dirt on someone else because they don't want their past dug into. Whatever the outcome, the ring of hell has been broken. Uh, the cockroaches are scurrying. There are people who are coming to light that literally never thought they would. And that's a good thing. It is. But what's also happening is that we have some very good individuals who are being drugged through the mud. And they're being destroyed. And they're being vilified. And they're being attacked. Or innocent individuals. They may not even be good. They may be, they may be scum. But they're innocent of the charges. Or the charges are ridiculous. Once more, if you as an adult cannot, if my boss sent me a picture of his penis, my next step would be to walk into his office the next day, show him it, and tell him that he now had better figure out a way to make it right. Because if not, then I was going to send it to his wife. Is that blackmail? Am I going to go do an EEO complaint against him and, and uh, make it a huge public thing? Probably not. If my boss sent my 10-year-old daughter a picture of his penis, however, that's a completely different story. There would not be a rock he could climb under. There would not be a place he could hide. That I would not make sure that he was made famous and that everybody knew who he was. If a coworker asked me out a couple of times, which happened, I mean, I was in the military. Yes, I know. There's a lot of people who don't see the military the same way as civilian work. I get that. I don't want that. Sexual harassment happened in the military. Like you will not believe. We only talk about a lot of that on this show, but the thing is, is that um, it happens. And how you deal with it is that if it was real, if it was authentic, you know, Colonel grabbed my boob. He was dealt with. EEO complaint. I didn't take it public. Took care of it. Didn't make a big deal. If it was in feared, then I dealt with the situation in such a way that I dealt with the person. And nine times out of ten, it was taken care of. If you had some jerk that was putting tampons on your locker, because you're a female and he's a male then I would have just gone out and bought a little teeny tiny kind of, you know, little, little, little teeny tiny, little, you know, one of those little things you like a, you put on your finger, stuck it on his locker. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that we, what I'm trying to say is that we need to stop being offended by literally everything, including this whole sexual thing. And look at the legitimate cases and give them the merit that is due. If you have an individual who literally fears that they will be fired because their boss says, you will meet me after work and we will have sex or, you know, anything. Either you go to dinner with me or you're fired. That is a legitimate case of sexual harassment. If you have a coworker who corners you, who follows you in the bathroom, who calls you 20, 30, 40 times a day and sends you sexting, and it's like, deal with it. Yes. Yes, that's legitimate. That is legitimate. If you were offended because some guy who doesn't live up to your expectations of handsome asked you out to dinner and now you're calling sexual assault, then shame on you. Because what you just did is you just minimized, minimized 
a true sexual assault victim because you're offended. You know the difference between the you know have you seen the meme about uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey? The only different the only reason why it's considered to be a titillating story and you know soft porn well not soft hardcore porn for women is because man didn't live in a trailer and he was handsome. And that's what I'm trying to say. With these cases, do not be so quick to judge. First off, no matter what we do, it's not going to change anything for them or the public. It's being dealt with. But secondly, keep in mind that while many of these are scum suckers who deserve to be punished, many of these are situations where it wasn't really sexual assault or, or harassment so much as it was even consensual. And now somebody's coming forward now saying, oh, yeah, you know, he did this because of the, the thing to do. Or they didn't get the promotion. Or they decided to inject into whatever was said their personal viewpoint. And that's a dangerous thing. Is this a controversial show tonight? Yes. Are there going to be a lot of pissed off people? Bring it. My own cousin right now is upset with me because I will not jump on the bandwagon and say every single one of these women deserve to be hugged and be told that it's okay. Me too. Okay. Because I've seen both sides. I've seen the false allegations and what it can do. We had a coworker who was upset because an individual that she really liked didn't even really, she wasn't even on his radar. And they'd gone to a bar, everybody had gone to the bar, drinking was involved. And um, she caught him making out with a friend of hers. The next morning, she came into work and she told everybody that he had gotten drunk and grabbed a crotch. Red flags everywhere. This guy gets on lockdown. There's a trial. The whole, I mean, she pushed it through. The videotape proved, without a shadow of a doubt, he never came near her the entire night. But she was so adamant about this that he almost lost his career. Be careful about your judging. Not just the women, but the accusers. All right. Contra Radio Network on Wednesdays. We have some exciting news coming too, people. We have some really exciting news coming around the first of the year. Cannot wait to go ahead and blow your mind with it. We have some opportunities coming for those who are interested. The closer we get, the more we'll tell you. But right now, we're not really talking about it that much. So I'm just going to be hush-hush. But just realize we got some big news coming. John Jeffers, Wednesday, Contra Radio. Friday, my show, dealing with conspiracy theories and dealing with with, uh, facts versus fiction. Um, And we have some other shows that might be coming up. If you like the show, let me know. If you don't like the show, let me know. Let me know in a logical manner. You send me something emotional, whether it's big old hearts with teddy bears, how'd you love it? Or if it's because, you know, I can't stand you because you're a jerk. I'm not going to listen to either one. So make it or break it, people. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Contra Radio Network with Don Appleberg.